Like, it seems like the general public just wants to have fun with this. Yeah, well, the general public should get their own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is ours, and this is what we care about and what matters. Welcome back, everyone, to Nail Social Office Hours, episode number 18. You know what that means. Look who's back. <laughs> I'm back, in effect, filling in for um, Alec Beckett. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I'm up to the task today. And I, Rachel Jackson, am back, filling in for Rachel Jackson. <laughs> nice one. Thanks. So, um, <laughs> Nail Social Office Hours, talking about social media, just a couple of experts, just a couple of pros, just chatting it up. Talking shop. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about This Week in Organic, This Week in Paid. We've got an Explain That Tweet coming back, Um, a Where Are They Now segment talking about platforms that have come and gone, and then wrapping up with a Who to Follow and a Rant Wheel, a very special edition of the Rant Wheel where we've solicited um, uh, topics from the Discord poll. Yes, the cult of extremely online. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also, Little Nas X at 20 so far. Just keeping tabs on that. Wait, really? Yeah. He's really at 20? Yeah. So he, you've already won, right? Because I guessed 19. Yeah, no, but I said I said 35. So whoever's closer. Okay, so I might win. Yeah, you might win. All right. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's get into it. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) This is the song I mentioned last time. It's also Little Nas X. (coughs) It is the buckle. Where you buckle the seatbelt. Oh, okay. That's the dance move. I have not seen. I've seen multiple buckle memes, but I haven't seen this one. Alexia will link to it. This one's good. I like how it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. There's something about it that's like, (coughs) it's like a low tone and it's like very chill. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's very low tone. That came in like a ton of bricks on us. <laughs> it sure did. All right, uh, this week in organic, so organic social, we noticed it popped up on our Reddit feed the other day, r slash pan, which is the Reddit public access network, mm-hmm. which is basically Reddit's test to do live streaming. But it's not on, um, not on desktop. It's only on phone, so it's only vertical. But you can watch it on desktop. You can watch it on desktop, yep. I actually don't even have it on my phone yet. No, it, nor do I. It's really a slow rollout, but it's basically a beta test. So mm-hmm. it's um, anyone t- who has it, basically, can go live you know, from, you know, from their phone, and it's a five-day test that started on Tuesday and will wrap up at the end of the week. And it's only between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And it's also safe for work, which I thought was very interesting because Reddit is adult and right. I was just surprised to see that. But as a beta test, I guess it makes sense. So people are just going live. You know, uh, we've seen a lot of like people filming their dogs or like we've seen a lot of chicken content actually, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, people playing piano. It's very similar to like Twitch IRL streaming. Yeah, exactly. And it is safe for work. And, and I suspect that they've been very careful and curated into who this goes out to. It's really interesting. Yeah, they say that so there's been some talk of like people are frustrated that that's almost censorship 
Um, because, you know, as oh, Reddit gets gosh, more and more popular, you, these censorship peop- nutheads are coming out of the woodwork and, you know, oh, Reddit used to be <clears throat> so free and now it's politically correct. There's a lot of that discussion going on, um, especially in the, the subreddit dedicated to discussion for this. Um, so people are frustrated that if there's too much of X behavior, you could get taken off of the um, the broadcasting right. network thing. And, and I don't think this is a, a you know, just a five-day test fluke. I mean, they want to go into this area. This is their experiment. But I think they are going to have a real hard time um, rolling this out to, to all Redditors. Mm-hmm. Just because the, well, first of all, like when you look at it, on the screen, there's upvotes and downvotes. And you can yes. like, you can upvote, you can change, whatever. So there's this very, there's this signal to the viewer of what they're doing. It, it just, the audience is able to signal to the to the streamer that what they're doing is cool or bad or whatever. Real time. And then in addition is the comment section where it's right. like, where you talked about how it's like almost like someone telling you what to do. Right. And and I think it's, I think it's da- dangerous because I was watching some streams where the the fluctuation between upvotes and downvotes it goes up and down and when the downvotes go up it's like oh i'm doing something ooh, wrong ooh, i need oh, to gosh. jazz it up or I- inject some craziness or something yeah it's far too real time <clears throat> i could see this going bad really quickly i mean the first thing i thought was these sort of dangerous uh, shooter sort of death live yeah. streams and that's a thing i mean it's happened on facebook it happens right. people link to these on 8chan all the time and it's very scary and i don't see a far jump from it happening on reddit and, and the only reason we haven't seen that in the test is because they're being curated right exactly once they roll out roll this out to um you know reddit wide it's going to be an issue particularly because like twitch you don't want to get banned from Twitch. Mm-hmm. You say the N-word and you're going to get banned uh, like very quickly. So you don't say it because it takes forever. There's no like Twitch alt account or whatever. Yeah, that's but a good with, point. But with Reddit, you know, if you get banned, you violate the rules, you're just back, you know, two minutes later with something else. Right. I mean, I feel like with YouTube or Facebook Live or um, or Twitch, a lot of it is about be- is your personality. And so mm-hmm. you're tied to the personality. But Reddit is anonymous. And it's all about being anonymous. And it's a, you don't really need to have your name tied to it. So I guess that is attractive to people who like this sort of dangerous. Yep. And, and I could totally see coordinated um, brigading from certain communities to get stuff to yeah. the top. Because the mechanic is the top upvoted thing is the one that most people see. So I could totally see um, the Donald doing their thing, um, doing some live posts, and then brigading that to the top and and whatever. Yeah. um, It's going to be challenging. Yeah, I see it's challenging and concerning, but also super cool. I love the idea. And I love, I really have like scrolling through it so far. Um, And there's there's a petition right now to make it a permanent thing. It's got, you know, 11,000 upvotes. So I don't see it like going away. I mean, unless something goes crazy wrong, but... I think it's cool, and I'm I'm also hesitant and nervous to see what comes next. Well, wh- one thing about Twitch is that um, there's certain levels to it. Like you have to live stream for uh, a certain number of hours, and you get a certain an- another level, or you have to have a minimum of a certain number of viewers. So you have to put in work to get like um, you know affiliates or stuff like that. Right. So maybe they could put in some barriers so it's not like any anonymous account created two weeks ago can start going live. Right. Maybe not a two weeks ago thing, but I think I like the idea that unlike Twitch, these are normal people. Like for example, you, you live stream on Twitch sometimes and you don't get viewers. 
Wow, because, thank you. No, 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 Appreciate no. Appreciate that. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You don't give yours because you have not built up this personality. You know, it's, it takes months and years and a right. lot of time and effort. But anyone... <laughs> Stop. I wasn't trying to be mean. No, it's cool. I'll just be in the corner. <laughs> but I like the idea that anyone could, you know, someone could come, pa- come past it and, and, you know, you could get upvotes even if you're just a normal normal guy. Right. They're also going to have to figure out the filtering things. I don't want to, if I'm into knitting, I kind of want to see knitting. I don't want to look at the top most things and then press the, the arrow to get to the next one and scroll through five You don't want it to be random. No. Yeah, that's interesting. I think right now it's too novel that the random is, is fine for me, but you're right. right. You would want it to be topic-based, how, how Twitch yeah. is. The novelty is going to wear off quickly. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see it on my phone. Unfortunately, we don't have it on our phones yet. We can only see it on desktop. Um, so we'll see how this goes, and uh, I definitely am excited to see if it becomes permanent. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. <laughs> Have you seen the the seat buckle thing where it's like they buckle up and then someone like pulls their feet? Have you seen that? No. I've seen the one where they do the dad back up. <laughs> they like pretend they're a dad backing up. Yeah. Reversing. Like you know, they put their hand on like a pretend back seat and they turn around and they do this. Yeah. You know what's terrible podcast content? Talking about Twitch. Or, um, <laughs> Describing <laughs> TikTok memes. Okay. <laughs> Yet we do it every week. <laughs> So this week in paid, um, we did a we did a presentation recently agency wide about video formats and well, not just formats but timing. Right. There's there's w- when you place ads or when you do content for social, there's a lot of stuff you need to pay attention to, vertical or horizontal, um, resolution, all sorts of different things, captions. But probably the most important thing is the timing of the videos and you need to make sure that creatives understand what they have to work with and also what is the most important part of that. Yeah, I think we're living in a different world these days where if you think about TV, you're absolutely competing against um, people's attention and you're competing against all of the different ads on the, on TV. Mm-hmm. But now, if you think about social, you're not just competing against that attention in the, those other ads, but you're also competing against everything else on the newsfeed, all of the more interesting stuff that's not trying to get you to buy anything. It's your friends and your family. And so the competition is fierce, like America's Next Top Model. Right. And, and formats, the formats are different. With, with TV, it's a 30-second spot. I mean, that's what it is. Your, your thing's going to play for 30 seconds. I mean, some people can skip commercials or look at their phone, but generally you have 30 seconds to play with. Definitely not the case on social mm-hmm. at all you don't even have you can't even assume three seconds yeah an impression is like not even a second it's just a it's a load basically yeah if if you want your video to perform uh, on social you need to come out the gate with some reason for them to stick around you need to earn their attention if you i mean you could the good thing about social is you can run something that's four hours or 30 minutes or 90 seconds but you need to earn that you need to get those first few seconds in and people are stick around. Um, yeah, and I do don't it. think I think it's a common assumption that oh, I need to earn it. I need to do something crazy in the first three seconds. I don't think that's necessarily no. true. It doesn't have to be exploitative. And and honestly, people don't like exploitative content. Sometimes you don't have to put like crazy music or crazy like effect in the first three seconds. But doing something interesting, building intrigue, having some motion, having dialogue start something where you you earn that is what we're trying to say. Right. Um, like being direct to your audience is a good method. 
Um, yeah. Speaking directly to them, you know, saying, hey, audience. Hey, lawyers. Hey, lawyers. <laughs> Jess and I call this hey, lawyers. <laughs> yeah. So it, like if you want to talk to lawyers, I mean, there's lots of different things you could do. But one method is to be like, hey, lawyers, and then go into your pitch. The only, the only people who are going to stick around for that are lawyers, <laughs> which is exactly who you're trying to reach. I know. It's, it, sounds, it sounds like, you know, not the most cinematic and beautiful storytelling there with Hey Lawyers, but it's just an example of one device. Right. But you could be like, Hey Lawyers, watch this beautiful film that I just created. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to watch this. But if you start with the beautiful film, there's no lawyer that's going to watch know, that. I know. I know. Unfortunately, it, it's, it's tough when we, when we see um, ads that come with like these slow fades or building music or slow landscape shots or whatever, because they're gorgeous and beautiful. But in the frame of social, it's, it's tough to grab attention that fast right. or that slow. So um, I, I think it would be cool. Um, you just sent a thing around to the agency about different um, lengths of time and the different platforms. Mm-hmm. I think we should throw that in a tweet and get that out there. Yeah, I can throw that in a tweet. It has a lot of links in it. I'm not sure what format. Maybe it's a Google Doc or something. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Explain that tweet. So Jess, you heard our podcast last week <laughs> where we called you bold. Um <clears throat> You heard our podcast last week and ta- where we're talking about, you know, sort of the industry being drunk on data. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of frustrations about that. But we also use data to make decisions and make short-term decisions. Um, but you had a take on that that I, that I think was interesting. Right. So, so the tweet I put out was, um, if you're making data-driven decisions, you're making short-term decisions. Data-driven over the long-term has another word, experience. And this is... This is fairly nuanced because I do believe that almost all decisions should be data driven mm-hmm. in some way. But the issue we have, particularly with social, is that there's there's not long term data available to make those decisions mm-hmm. on. There's there's a very hard to, to put a correlation of you know how a campaign starts to the results at the very end. Yeah, I just want to clarify here. We're talking about campaign performance data. We're talking about, you know, your KPIs and metrics associated with a specific campaign or series of campaigns. I don't think this is necessarily true for like brand research data. I think people know long-term consumer behavior and long, like that has been studied many, many years. Like if you have, if you have a CPG product, you know what the buying behavior is. And I think you can really make patterns and decisions off of that. But in terms of this social data and this campaign data, especially attribution, that's that's really only short term. Short term. Yeah, all all the data we have is short term. It's like, does this headline perform better than that headline? Does this image work better than that image? And we have that data, and we should be making decisions based on that. But like when you when you start a campaign, when you have to come up with an idea, I don't necessarily think we should be testing the ideas beforehand. Um, I think you know someone who has a lot of experience has has that data that's sort of like internalized in their experience. Right, right. I think you're talking about sort of the the creative director or the creative person. They they might have a really good gut feeling of, oh, concept A is really better than concept B and we should go with concept A rather than just testing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a balance of that and that experience and many years of understanding how things connect with people um, and using data and not being afraid of data or not letting data... Um, temper your ego, I guess. Right. Your gut feeling is a form of data. 
I think that's true. It's anecdotal. Right. But it's experience driven. And and at the same time, I'm fine with going with you, with your gut as long as you're fine with being proven wrong if it doesn't work out. You know, it's But what's the next step of that? So, yes, maybe maybe we decide to go with with concept A and A doesn't quite work out. You can't really put throw concept B in there. You know, you I don't know. have the you don't have the content money, you don't have the production money to just completely go change the campaign. So, so I, th- what I, would I think be it's next? about I think it's about being honest that it didn't work and it's it's actually hard to get to that step and you know um, diagnosing why it didn't work and then moving on from there yeah i think that's i think that's absolutely true and then being able to pivot when you can i think a lot of a lot of times we we've started putting in especially with social campaigns we've started putting in our scopes of works money for this pivoting yeah. and money for optimization sure. you know not a complete change in the campaign but revamps you know i think that's very very important to build that in Absolutely. We never get it right um, 100% from the get-go at all. Yeah, so I think that's something to really be aware of, especially coming off the heels of last week's conversation, that it's about, it's all about balance, baby. <laughs> exactly. Balance, baby. Love it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Somewhere deep inside. Maybe. Uh, Jess, where are they now? Where are they now? That, that was, is that the same we're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I, on vacation, I heard that um, Tumblr was sold. Tumblr was sold. Okay, so Tumblr has been bought and sold many times. Um, it was actually sold at the dollar store. No, <laughs> kind of basically. Okay, so last week, Tumblr was uh, sold for $3 million dollars. Um, from Verizon, who had owned it previously, to WordPress and WordPress's parent company, Automatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from before that, Verizon bought it from AOL. AOL bought it from Yahoo. Right. Yahoo bought it from Tumblr. Right. And it was worth $1.1 billion right. in 2013. <clears throat> so it was sold for $3 million last week. Right. I've been in in the startup world for a while, I've been around venture capital. I have never seen an acquisition number as low as $3 million. Like I can't even conceptualize this. This entire platform that hosts thousands of monthly active users, I mean, less than it used to, of course. It's more, it's gotta be more than $3 million, you have to be kidding me. And a huge just corpus of content. It's really very sad. It, 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 this certainly wasn't up for bid because there are SEO companies that would pay for that for sh- more than that for sure. I mean, just like so you could like an insurance company would buy that and then direct all links to their website or something. I mean, there's there's so much value to this huge decade long history of this thing that's worth more than three million dollars. It's it, there's <clears throat> a, there's a lot of discussion on you know why it's devalued so much or you know what went wrong or what could go right or what are the next steps. But for us, I think this is more of a conversation of things of the ebb and flow of these platforms. And they just, they can go away so fast. Like I think about all the time, we can't put all of our eggs in one basket for Facebook because what if Facebook's gone in a few years, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's not going to go away overnight, but um, one thing I, I try and teach my kids is that nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Not not a single thing, and particularly if Facebook is like the biggest thing in the world. Um, 
the social is still pretty young and, and Facebook is not going to be the biggest thing. Um, like Vine was, was a huge thing and then gone. MySpace. MySpace was, 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 MySpace was the Facebook. It was the hugest deal in the world um, at that time. And now it's not. Yeah, I think I, there's like a communications theory that talks about this. It's like, it's like the medium, the media is the message, but not the medium. <clears throat> it's like black box theory. I can't remember what it is, but it's basically the idea that we, we just change the medium, you know, newspaper to radio to right. TV. It doesn't matter what it is. It's still sort, sort of the same stuff coming out of it it's just the the place or the platform changes yeah i think it's very hard for these social platforms to survive a new generation because facebook could get big on a certain generation mm. but now kids coming up these days um they're not going to get into facebook proper you know right that's interesting facebook's it's... gonna have to continue to buy its buy other platforms buy tiktok that's not gonna happen or right other because, things because they grew up in a completely different contextual area with their with the media and their consumption methods and everything it's it's so different than it used to be they have different a completely different experience where they're like minecraft and all the time right and it's and it's different than than google because google can survive a generational shift because it's not like a social thing it's not like oh google search isn't the hot thing anymore <laughs> you know it's like Ask oh geez. your mom uses google search you know screw that yeah, that's it. Well, it's not social. It's not a social platform. I know. It's that's like why. A, that's why I can survive. Yeah, absolutely. And so I feel like, it, I mean, it's hard to guess what the next thing is going to be. But there's that's a really good point that that a d different generations will have different needs. Yeah. So like, so we think about what is the next thing, um, just to sort of like prepare ourselves. And and, and I have some guesses and theories, and, and I'll throw that in a tweet later. But. Uh, I think the next thing will be absolutely enormous. I think we're primed for a lot of different convergence technologies. That's it. The next thing. It's going to be big. You heard it here. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> no, bigger than bigger than Facebook even even could be. You mean in of. terms of users? In terms of users, I think in terms of uh, how, how it could affect our brains, just all mm. sorts of things. I think it's like... The next thing could be the thing that could survive for the end of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know, we'll see at the end of the time if I'm right or not. We'll see. <laughs> Is Revelations coming? Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> so, um... We wanted to do a segment on who to follow. I don't think we've done that in a while. We did it last week. Oh. <laughs> so that's weird. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> one person that that I follow, we both follow on Facebook is, sorry, on Twitter. What's Facebook? <laughs> on, on Twitter is Matt Kobach. And I think that's his name. At M. Kobach, head of the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> New York Stock Exchange social media. Yeah, and I think he runs a, a few other things, but that's sort of the big one. Um, so Matt, and it's his handle, yeah, is at M-K-O-B-A-C-H. What he's really good at, I mean, he tweets a lot about, you know, how to do social right and, and stuff that he sees, but what he's really good at is plain janing things, if that makes any sense. Like, he's, he's not cryptic like how we are. Oh. No, right, exactly. He, he's very. He makes great threads as well, talking mm -hmm. about you know trends in the in the industry. Um, he also does these videos. 
With some person. Oh, he's like part of Cheddar, I think. That's why. Yep. Okay. Got uh, it. Got he's it. He's also it. pretty hot. He is pretty <laughs> hot. <laughs> Objective opinion. Um, but if but if you're looking, a lot of this stuff isn't like high level thought leadership. There's a lot of like practical, um, tactical stuff in there, and also watching how he does stuff as well. Like we say that Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, a lot of it's high level, but if you watch how he, how he does stuff, you can learn a lot with Matt. If you watch and listen and read what he's doing, you can get a lot. Like if you, if you're just starting, if you're a social media manager, follow this dude. Yeah. You'll learn a hell of a lot. I think there's a lot of quick, quick wins in here. Like he, he, here's a great one from August 9th. You get a maximum of two pieces of clickable text per tweet. Clickable text, clickable text includes hashtags, mentions, links, cash tags. I completely agree with this. Tech, people use way too many blue links. It right. gets too confusing. They've got too much going on. Completely agree with two. And, and he just explains this in a quick and easy way. So yep. great place for, uh, for tips and tricks. Cool. Let's quickly plug our ears. Oh, no. First, we have to do the rant wheel. Yeah, the rant pole wheel. The rant pole wheel. I'm all mixed up. Okay. <laughs> so this week we asked our friendly Discord server. Um, what are they called? The Cult of Extremely Online. The cult. I was going to say the server of Extremely Online. So that's not right. Uh, the Cult of Extremely Online. This is Nathan Allenbach's sort of um, baby where all these social media managers talk shop, <laughs> I guess. Shop is a very loose term for what um, they talk about. <laughs> um, so we asked what they wanted us to rant about, and uh, we will we will take a look at that poll we have in here. Yeah. So the options are impressions as a metric, uh, pumpkin spice before Labor Day, <laughs> chicken sandwich drama, and the rising price of cornmeal. Someone wants that. <laughs> I know. We keep getting someone saying that. <laughs> um, but at eighty percent voted, it is chicken sandwich drama. So you are very into this. You've been talking about chicken sandwiches pretty much all morning. I really have. I really want one. Well, I'm fasting also, so it's it's been tough stuff. Okay, so basically, quick recap. Um, Popeyes came out with a chicken sandwich, and it is very similar to the Chick-fil-A classic chicken sandwich. So there's been some fighting back and forth between, you know, who has the best chicken sandwich? And, you know, Wendy's has gotten involved. Shake Shack has gotten involved. I think one more... But anyway, all of these brand Twitters are trying to sort of like meme on each other and get people riled up. And this has become like a trending topic for a few days. And it's even gotten to the point where, you know, traditional media has picked it up as well as people being turned away from Popeye's <coughs> and uh, Popeye's locations because they don't have enough chicken sandwiches. I wonder how, how credible that is. Because it feels like if you want traditional media to pick it up, you want to turn people away. So it feels like mm-hmm. it would behoove these companies to be like, oh, we ran out. Yeah, but what Chick-fil-A or Popeye's worker is being paid enough to care? They'd be like, oh, we got to fake turn people away. No, I just mean they they run out at a, at a store. They don't give them enough inventory. Okay, maybe. I don't know if that's so how that I, works. I am not particularly into this, trickin', this chicken uh, wars drama for, Why? for two reasons. One, um, because... Who the fuck cares? I mean, this is just like not a, a chicken sandwich. Who has the better chicken sandwich? 
But I think it's a fun thing where everyone can get involved. Similar, okay, this is an interesting rant where I'm going to like anti-rant this because I like this. Because I feel like everyone can get involved. It's not like it's not like some big fancy thing where not everyone can buy it. Anyone can go buy these things. True. These are everywhere. It's like fun, almost like a TikTok meme where anyone can play. Right, true. Um, the second part is the the drama of these brands going after each other. First of all, they're they're burns and memes were not even <laughs> good it's not like it was like killer meme from burger king or whatever it was just yeah they, you're <clears> right it's not like it's excellent copywriting it, it's not and it's like and it's not like they're genuinely going after because all these social media managers know there is that the particip- they're participating on something that's that's going to be good for all of them it's not like they're like care about their chicken sandwich more than or whatever it just feels like it's it feels i know it's fake but it feels more fake than usual it is very manufactured i mean i don't know if that matters to anyone but us like it seems like the general public just wants to have fun with this yeah well the general public should get their own podcast (laughs) (laughs) because this is ours and this is what we care about and what matters and that's why we're ranting about it okay maybe now we should plug our ears So there's only one thing that I want to plug our ears about this time. If you've made it this far, don't pay attention to our Twitter, our website, or anything. Go to iTunes and rate this podcast. But also pay attention. No, to no, <laughs> no, no. You, we understand that you have very limited time, despite you spending I don't know how many minutes listening to this <laughs> so far. But that's an indication that you you like what we're doing. You're listening to us, and what really matters is. You going to iTunes, um, giving us a, a five star rating, and you know, and throwing, then like telling your mom, telling your mom, that's the key <laughs> piece of this. Telling your brother in law, and then um, writing a nice review. You, you, you will be part of an elite club of probably like three or four people. <laughs> Hell yeah! So um, yeah, so you know, press pause, take some time. We'll get into the after show. We'll give you a few minutes. Uh, you go do that, and then we'll come back and we'll see you in the after show. wanted to thank everyone for rating us on itunes really appreciate that hey thanks guys i should do that <laughs> oh my god scandal scandal at the nail social office hours podcast room closet no, you shouldn't do that because that would be inauthentic true i haven't done that myself okay well then don't rag on me yeah right i know sorry Apologize. after show what's going on in your life um okay so i tried <clears throat> nitro coffee mm-hmm it is a game changer. Is that, wait, is nitro coffee like Providence only or is that? No, no. Okay. Nitro is everywhere. No, okay, let me be clear. I tried the nitro bar coffee. Mm-hmm. Nitro <laughs> is fine, whatever. You can get it at Starbucks. But this coffee from the nitro bar in Providence, they also have a Newport location. Holy guacamole, you guys. It, it, was, it is so good. It is creamy. You don't have to add any milk. It has like this chocolate note. I even gave Jess a sip because I was like, you need to experience this. But it was $7 for a large. Yeah. Because I tipped. <clears throat> yeah. I, f- for, for most of my life, I thought that I, I didn't like coffee. And in fact, I drink Keurig coffee flavored water um, <laughs> every day because I just don't care. But 
I did try that and it's it's like something else. It is something else. But it's unsustainable to buy <laughs> more than like once every two weeks. I know. So what's your plan? Are you going to um, ask I'm gonna for a raise? have them sponsor me, I think. <laughs> you should. <laughs> they should be unofficial sponsor this podcast. Okay, maybe. All right. They're cool. Like they're like super hip and fun, <clears throat> that brand. Yeah, cool. What's going on in your life? So I've made some changes to my fasting routine. I yeah. am now fasting. Well, well, usually, to clarify, Jess and I fa- uh, intermittent fast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I fasted three times this week because I forgot to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing? So I'm fasting every day. And I've also added Red Bull, Red Bull to my fasting routine. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. So you are not eating right. You are not working out. You are f- uh, just not, you're just skipping meals now. And now you're adding caffeinated beverages energy drinks to your routine yes but my gains aka my losses are (laughs) amazing (laughs) okay well let me know how that works out when you drop dead in like two weeks i will (laughs) not do that (laughs) anything else i don't know you tell me i don't know okay well it seems like no (laughs) yeah clearly that's indication that this is over (laughs) okay you guys um Check back with us next week when we'll talk about, you know, new things. That's it.